بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نحمد ونصلي على رسول الكريم ما بعد ونعيشت رضي الله عنها قالت كنا أزواج النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم عنده فأقبلت فاطمة رضي الله عنها تمشي ما تخطئ ما تخطئ مشيتها من مشية رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم شيئا فلما رآها رحب بها وقال مرحبا بابنتي ثم اجلسها عن يمينه وقال عن شماله ثم سارها فبكت بكاء شديدا فلما راى جزعها سارها الثانيه فضحكت فقلت لها خصك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم من بين نسائه بالسرار ثم انت تبكين فلما قام رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سالتها ما قال لك رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم قالت ما كنت افشي على رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم سره continue the riwayat the discussion we began yesterday aisha radiyallahu anha narrates that we the wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam were with him as we mentioned this was more likely during what we call the maradul wafat the illness or the terminal illness prior to the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam Aisha goes on she says that Fatima radiyallahu ta'ala anha came walking and she makes the observation that the manner of walking of Fatima radiyallahu anha was identical to Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam being the daughter of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam she was very very close to Nabi Pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam and even her mannerisms etc would mimic that of Nabi Pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam when he saw her he welcomed her he was very very happy and he said welcome to my beloved daughter as we mentioned yesterday Nabi sallallahu said akrimu auladakum honor your children this is part of sunnah to give honor towards one's children to make the ikram to show love and affection for them today we find that there are different types of relationships that exist between parents and children some make the children into their friends to the level that tarbiyat doesn't take place they are not able to make the tarbiyat or the spiritual nurturing of the children that's one extreme then you will find that extreme where some people emotionally they distance themselves from their children they are harsh temperamental they are harsh hard in their dealing with their children we find that neither can be found in sira there was a balance allah's rasul sallallahu alaihi wasallam obviously was murabbi was the one who made tarbiya but he made tarbiyat with love with affection and he elevated the maqam and status of his children as we find in other riwayat that when fatima radiyallahu ta'ala would come if he was sitting he would stand up he would go towards her he would kiss her on her forehead at times he would embrace her and as we see on this okay and he would clearly show his happiness and his joy at seeing his children in this case marhaban bi ibnati welcome to my beloved daughter bi ibnati and then Aisha radiyallahu anha says summa ajlasaha an yaminihi wa qala an shimalihi he made her sit on his right hand side or on his left hand side in other words right next to him 
And then pertinent to the chapter which we are currently discussing, Babu Hivdisir, the chapter which deals with the protecting or making hifazat of the secret. If someone confides in you, it's part of Sharia not to reveal their secret. So pertinent to that, this is the reason, this is the section of the hadith, why Imam Nawi rahimullah is, has mentioned this particular hadith in this chapter. Aisha radiallahu says, Then Nabi Salaam whispered something to Fatima. The effect of it was that she started inconsolably sobbing and crying. Fabakat bukaan shadida. When Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam saw her agony, observed the effect that what he had confided in her had had upon her, he whispered to her a second time. The second time when he whispered to her, the effect of it was <coughs> that she started smiling. So Aisha radiallahu anha, obviously herself and the other Azwaj mutahrat were very curious what had transpired to completely opposite reactions on the face of Fatima radiallahu anha. Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in this delicate time or period where he's extremely unwell and he's whispering something to Fatima. So they were insan, curiosity was piqued. So she said to her that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam singled you out amongst his wives with a secret. It caused you to cry. So she says that when Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, when Fatima was on her own, I said to her, what, what is it that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam confided in you? What did he tell you? Unlike many of us nowadays, particularly, like I said previously, this was the habit of masturat. Nowadays even men behave like this. That when somebody comes and whispers something to you, somebody tells you a secret, we can't wait to divulge the secret. And that too, we don't just divulge it. We'll tell the next person, I'm going to tell you a secret. And like that, the same so-called secret gets told to 10, 15, 20 people, so it no longer remains a secret. Fatima radiallahu ta'ala anha, immediately, when Aisha radiallahu anha asked her that, what was it that Rasulullah sallallahu whispered to you? She said, ma kuntu afshi ala Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa She said, I cannot divulge a secret that Nabiya Pak sallallahu alayhi wa confided in me. So Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha goes on, she says, فَلَمَّا تُوفِيَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ قُلْتُ عَزَمْتُ عَلَيْكِ بِمَا لِي عَلَيْكِ مِنَ الْحَقِّ لَمَا حَدَّثْتِنِي مَا قَالَ لَكِ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَقَالَتْ أَمَّا الْآنِ فَنَعَمْ She says, after Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, this entire episode had such an effect upon Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. We find that amongst the galaxy of Sahaba, the most prolific narrator of hadith was Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, narrated, ulama say, 5,374 ahadith. After Abu Huraira radiallahu ta'ala anhu, the second most prolific narrator of hadith was Ummul Mu'mineen Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. She was the second, high, second highest number of ahadith, more than 2,200 ahadith are narrated by Aisha The debt that she 
serve the ummah with the service that she gave for the ummah particularly in this field where she opened up before us the domestic life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam her observations her questions that she asked nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam the reporting of the various sayings of nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam a very very large body and section of shariat is derived from the ahadith of aisha radhiyallahu ta'ala anha and this is one debt that our mother served to the ummah that till qiyamah we will never be able to repay her that so we find that this repeating of that question was why so that the ummah can benefit the ummah can learn something we find when allah taala speaks about the wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam in the quran allah taala says ya nisa an nabi lastunka ahadim min an nisa allah taala says oh the wives of the prophet ya nisa an nabi oh the wives of the prophet there are no women like you in other words their maqam their status their piety these were those women from amongst the galaxy of humanity that was selected and chosen by allah to be the wives of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that nikah also was not an ordinary nikah once they entered into the nikah of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam they remained his wives even after nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam passed away they were not allowed to marry anyone else as we mentioned previously one of the reasons for this that ulama say the nabi sallam is alive in his grave so in that sense no one will be allowed to marry the wives of rasulullah sallam after he has passed away from this world and we find that one of the direct commands of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to the azwaj mutahharat the wives of rasulullah sallam wadkurna ma yutla fi buyutikunna min ayatillahi wal hikmah Allah commands them that wadhkurna ma yutla fi buyutikunna bring alive mention teach the ummat that of the Quran and that of the sayings hikmat wisdom of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam that transpires or occurs occurs within your homes so this was one an amanat that had been placed on the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam particularly for the masturat of the ummat to bring alive to us show us what was the domestic life of rasulullah sallallahu alaihi wasallam as we know nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam in madina munawara at one time had nine wives this issue many enemies of islam they raised this issue that how is it possible and what is what is this etc we find one of the first of all we have to understand that when it comes to even the speech of nabi pak sallallahu alaihi wasallam Allah Ta'ala says in the Quran وَالنَّجْمِ إِذَا هَوَى مَا ضَلَّ صَاحِبُكُمْ وَمَا غَوَى وَمَا يُنْتِقُ عَنِ الْهَوَى إِنْ هُوَ إِلَّا وَحْيُوِ يُوحَى By the oath of the stars, Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam does not speak of his own desires. Whatever he says to you is wahi and revelation from Allah. So if his speech, if his speech also was not of his own desires, and obviously his nikahs were not of his own desires. This every nikah that nabi sallallahu alaihi made was on the command of allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we see multitudes of benefits in the nikahs because through this he practically set in stone for the ummah gave us an example because if you look at the type of nikahs that he made whether it's marriage 
to a virgin. That example is there. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha. Married to a widow. Several of the wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa were widows. Some of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa were mutallaqa. In other words, they were previously divorced. They were divorcees. Some of the wives of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa were from amongst his family. Some were from the Quraysh. Some were from outside the Quraysh. Some were even, one of them was even non-Arab, a Jew, a Jew Safiya radiallahu ta'ala anha. So practically, some were young, some were elderly. So all these, through his example, through his own practical example and sunnah, Rasulullah sallallahu practically showed the ummah different types of nikah. What do you do in that circumstance? What do you do in that instance? In other words, no excuse remains for anybody right up to Qiyamah. For example, if I get married to someone who is young, if I get married to someone who is old, if I get married to someone who is within my family, someone who is out of my family, someone who has been married before, someone who is, uh, who's, uh, who is a widow, someone who hasn't been married before, there is an example in every type of instance. Married to someone who comes from a wealthy background, someone who comes from a poor background, someone who comes from a middle class background, the ummah was shown practically every type of instance by the Mubarak practice of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Inshallah will continue.